0: Welcome to 30 Morbid Minutes.
1: This is the podcast where we usually cover topics of a morbid, macabre, dark, and downright grisly nature. But we're doing something a little bit different today. I'm Elise Willems. I'm Jessica Basami. Jess, we just felt like we needed a break and a reset. Uh, yeah. C- coming into all of our new episodes. Yeah.
0: We've been we've been recording a lot, so it's been back-to-back morbidity yeah. <laughs> for a few weeks now.
1: <laughs> that should be the tagline of the show, back-to-back morbidity. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're like 50-something episodes into this show, or or we've recorded that many. And I feel like we have never taken a time to just kind of stop and smell the roses with this podcast, talk about— Even
0: though they're dead, but yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) They're dead (laughs) and dried and hanging in a beautiful (laughs) arrangement on the door. We've never just stopped to be like, let's just talk, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if you don't want to hear us just talk— I would say come back next week because then we get back into the usual, which is covering a topic that's very, very morbid or creepy or gruesome. Um, But for now, if you want to get to know us a little bit, chat with us, hang out. This is the episode for you.
0: Yeah, because you're right. We just really haven't, like, does Does the audience really know us? Do they even want to know us? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. <laughs> I think they know. You know.
1: They know certain things that are, like, the <laughs> worst things to know about us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because I always – there are some things that are said when we're recording that our wonderful editor Kelly, you know, cuts out. Uh-huh. Uh, and so – I just have to remember, oh, they did not know that part about me or that thing about Elise, (laughs) Um, which might be for the better. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And for a little background
1: on this, if you're a listener, especially a listener that does not know our previous work, we are two women who come from production background Mm -hmm. who just kind of had an interest in morbid, unusual, twisted topics
0: Mm-hmm. And, and a friendship and a friendship well.
1: we've made sketch comedy together we've podcasted together before but in much i am in a much lighter capacity
0: yes and i think i you know for those of you that were at a few of the RTXs which is the Rooster Teeth the company that produces this show for us is their yearly convention we've said or i have said before that uh, when we first started this podcast I was so fixated on being so serious about it and and kind of I had to be dark. I felt like I needed to be in a funeral home doing the podcast or something like that. (laughs) And um, slowly but surely, once we got our footing, I just realized that I cannot we cannot fake the relationship that we have with each other, which is just, I don't know, full of giggles. Yes,
1: we're really we we grief each other a lot, too. And we roast (laughs) each other a lot. And that gets cut from the episodes too. <laughs> but also we it's I think it's really difficult for you and I to have that kind of subdued NPR vibe when we're just goofballs.
0: No, yeah. I can't fake it. So I'm like, yeah, I should just stop and just, you know, have to be we have to be real. Yeah. So.
1: Something I've also noticed for you just or as an as your friend is I feel like coming into the podcast, you are maybe a little bit reticent on certain topics to be like, yeah, I want to go there. Or or I'm a little like maybe don't want to touch the demonology stuff or and now you're just like, let's go.
0: <laughs> yes. And honestly, this podcast has helped me. It's helped me a lot as we just kind of like research different things and, and all that. But then also I don't remember what episode it was, but you told me, and I don't know if it was cut from that episode or not, where I it was a demon situation and you were like, Well, you could just not believe in it. You're like, I don't. So you could just not, too. I'm like, I could. I could just make the choice (laughs) to not believe in this so I don't – so I'm not so afraid all the time of the demons, you know?
1: I think for me, though, I want to believe in it. Sure. But I have such a – like, my brain is very methodical that my brain's like, well, there has to be some method to this that's not something supernatural. But I want to believe because I really love supernatural the idea of the supernatural, but I just mm-hmm. for some reason had the switch in me that's like, but there's got to be another explanation.
0: So, what really does scare you? <sighs> I don't. I mean, I
1: think that certain real life things scare me, like things like dementia. Mm-hmm. I find very scary. Last night, my husband James and I we watched Orphan First Kill. Okay, which is do you remember this movie? Um, mm-hmm. The Orphan. It's about this this twenty yep. um, something year old Eastern European woman who pretends to be a little girl to move in with this family, and then terrorizes them. And we're watching this, and I'm like, eh, you know, this is not. Yeah. This isn't going to affect me ever. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely times where, say, I'm like, some way, if I was in a creepy place late at night, I'd be like, you know, hear a noise and maybe be freaked out by it, but not.
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting that you, I. So it's real life things that would just normally happen. Yeah. Dementia, Alzheimer's, like stuff like that. Like not remembering your family, not like slasher killing people. And well, I
1: do do things where like if I'm getting in my car alone at night, I'll like look in the backseat.
0: <laughs> sure. Just because us human beings are awful to each other. And we we yeah, bad, do bad things, but it's not like,
1: yeah, I guess I'm, I'm more scared of a human than a ghost.
0: Sure. 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 What if, what about incest people? Like the hills have eyes. <laughs>
1: Like, (laughs) so you're wondering if me, who lives in (laughs) urban Los Angeles, would be worried that the hill people are going to come down? You never know, and and try to wrap me up in their incest. (laughs) But they wouldn't
0: even be interested because we're not related. (laughs) That's that's true. That's true. I will say out of all the movies that I've seen, there are two that I well, there's one that I actually walked out of. And then there was another one that I almost walked out of. And I think it was The Hills Have Eyes, uh, the first one or the second one. Mm -hmm. One of them I almost walked out of during I'm sure if you've seen the movie, you can guess what scene it was. And then the other movie I walked out of was the Johnny Depp film, The Libertine. I don't even know if you've seen it. That makes such a trash film. But yeah, the Hills of Eyes, man, that was, th- th- that yeah. one scene well, got me.
1: to that point, The in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the end dinner scene, end-ish dinner scene with the family, I find mm. really, really creepy. Yeah. And when I was driving cross-country from Los Angeles to Texas, I definitely was thinking about that in more rural areas. For sure.
0: Yeah. That stuff, um, while it's very disturbing... So it's so interesting because you talk about your brain being more methodical and whatnot because of this show and especially our CTE episode and whatnot. And just as we talk about people that do bad things, kill people, whatever it may be, if I were to run into a family or a group of people that are doing these odd backwards things, I'd be like, okay, there's something wrong with their frontal cortex lobe. In their brain, you know, even though what they're doing is absolutely awful. I'm not just thinking like they're from hell here to like take me down. It's just like these people are severely messed up in the brain. Yeah, (laughs) I think this family's been having
1: intercourse with each other for generations. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: They're all they're all broken. So that that helps my brain a little bit as in like, okay, because I don't know the demon stuff.
1: Is this your way of trying to soft pilot us doing incest as an episode?
0: we should do it. Yes, absolutely. Did did it work?
1: (laughs) It it did. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes like, and again, people might not, my mom always asks me, she's like, how do you, where do you get all the ideas to do all this, these topics and stuff? And a lot of it I think is the internet.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, well, the internet things I've seen. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Or you might, it's for me, I don't, I don't know about you. It's like, you see one thing that makes you think of another thing and that.
0: Yeah. And sometimes we even send each other stuff on I think it's just sent you something on Instagram about Viking rituals. Yeah. That are pretty dark and I don't know. We just yeah, the internet, social media, there's it's an endless Yeah. whole of darkness for, sometimes.
1: Yeah, for me it's just my personal interest too. I had a book on my Amazon wish list for a few years now, The Swedish Art of Death Cleaning hmm. And I've Which
0: got I, brought up in our first episode. Yeah.
1: I, I look past it on my on my wish list, look past it, look past it. And then finally, I'm like, why don't we just do an episode where I read that book and then we talk about it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, why yeah, not? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's so interesting The I have a question that I don't think I've ever asked you. And if I have asked you, then I forgot it. So apologies in advance. But you have always been into like weird and dark things. Was this just kind of the way you were made, Elise? You were born this way? Or was there (laughs) something in your childhood where you were like, ooh, I like that. And then you've been changed since.
1: Oh, it might be from a few things. I think for me as a kid, death was never a thing that was necessarily removed from me. I went to a lot of funerals when I was a kid. I had a lot of older family that, Died throughout my childhood.
0: Were you religious? Were you raised religious? I was
1: raised having to attend like catechism classes and things. But I. It's weird because I also as a kid never really felt like I felt like, oh, yeah, they're telling us about this. I don't know if I buy all this, (laughs) but um, okay, we're we're being told about it. Um, And. Yeah, so, and I also wasn't really censored in terms of what I could watch on TV or in movies. I did also nice. do things. I, like, I had a friend that lived across the street from me when I was very young. And I can remember us being five years old and building little a little cemetery under my house bay window for b- dead bugs that we had come across. And we made, we put little stone, like little rocks as their markers.
0: You were five?
1: yeah. Because he moved away when I was six, <laughs> so we would we would have okay. been. But so so I don't know. It, I'm not really sure. I'm not like a Wednesday Adams type, and I would consider myself also to have a lot of interests that are not distinctly morbid. Sure, I wasn't even emo in high school. <laughs> so what were you then? I don't know. I think just like you know, you look into the interests that were you. Did you have an emo phase?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, wow. I mean. Definitely, I I don't know if it was because of the crowd I was drawn to, or because I really was going through of an emotional time that was like because high school was like, or my parents, you know, just told me they were getting divorced. And, you're and being
1: flooded by puberty hormones.
0: Oh yeah, so it was just like not great, and then um, and then also like a new woman that my dad was seeing was brought into the picture that I had to see every other weekend and wasn't fond of that situation. So yeah, there was definitely. And then it just so happened that the music I was into, of course, was emo. Um, and some of it was um, metal music too. the, the screaming, mm-hmm. which I listen back to now. I'm like, I don't know how I listened to that then. But uh,
1: cool. I think some of that is like a self-imposed. I, I need to like this because it reflects on who I am.
0: Totally. A hundred percent. And that was also during the time when I, you know, I've Talked about this a lot on the podcast of when I was going through my Ouija board phase, I had two years of my Ouija board phase where I was obsessed with it, playing with it all the time. And, uh,
1: um, let's look at the graph of you playing with the Ouija board and your sleep paralysis.
0: Yeah. So it, it's a mixture of that. Because as you know, I'm trying to keep my logical brain intact because I feel like at the beginning of this whole podcast, I was flying high in the clouds of like, nope, it's demons and we should believe in all of this sorcery around us, but also realizing that anxiety on the brain and just. Lots of stress can cause not great sleeping patterns as well. And because of things that was, was going on at the time, like my parents' divorce, high school in general, I was bullied in school too, also could have had an impact, but it also could be some weird Ouija board stuff.
1: Who knows? I do feel like maybe one of the interesting things about you and I making this podcast is probably a lot of people would not have pinned you and I as people to make this kind of podcast.
0: You I mean, you because when I met you, you were just always to me like a funny person. Comedy, you were the characters that you uh play and just the overall things that you say <laughs> are funny, um, in, in a no way morbid, and if they are, it's it's has the, you know funniness on top of it. So no, I did not expect this from you at all until we started talking about it. Thanks, Jess. what a pleasant surprise. (laughs) Thanks Jess. It really has been pleasant. You know, I think that
1: one of the reasons that comedy and horror are my favorite genres, and I've talked about this, uh, in other settings is that they do the same thing where they have to build up, um, attention that
0: Mm -hmm. then for
1: comedy and horror to be executed. Well, that tension has to be released. In, in the right way with the right timing. Mm-hmm. And so they really are more similar than you think. And, well, and they I, both go yeah. places that I think they have to go outside the box or think on, on life in a weird way.
0: If you had to write, because I know that you're a writer, if you had to write for a genre for the rest of your life and it only had to be one, which, which would you pick?
1: I think maybe like horror and spooky stuff. Yeah. Because because you can put comedy in that, too.
0: True. Very true. I guess it's kind of like, how horror is it? Because there's horror comedies, but then there's like, oh, shit, this movie was made for me to not go to sleep tonight.
1: You and I should reboot the Scary Movie franchise.
0: Oh, you're right. We should. (laughs) I would write them. You would star. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Yes. I think people probably listening to this podcast... They hear you You have an amazing voice and you have a great delivery, but they probably don't know that you also are, are an amazing actor.
0: I miss it. I want to do it again. So
1: yeah, I'll do it. And something that I cannot believe really didn't come up much during our Mariana Trench episode was that you were in a podcast where oh, it's yeah. a titanic narrative podcast. I
0: thought you were going to bring up the fact, the submersible in some way. And I was gonna be like, oh, God. Here we go.
1: Oh, no, but you you were a star in a podcast that, like, yeah. called Beneath. That's, mm-hmm. you know. Which
0: was eerie. We had released that, I think. God, when did we release that? Um, months before the submersible um, situation. So it was a little eerie and everything, but it was strange. I mean, the, the whole premise of Beneath is a, a group of, like, scientists. We we are – they weren't wealthy in any way. <laughs> um, just a group <laughs> of scientists that went down to – um, look at the Titanic and actually try and get some of the rusticles that are had, that have been forming on um the boat for a very very long time, and just kind of just do some experiments. But of course, there's some other people on board that have uh, some ulterior motives, and then there's also something Ooh. down at the very bottom <laughs> inside the Titanic that is very very dark and you do not want to mess with. So it was it was a lot of fun to do especially because it was all VO and I had to completely just tell the story um with just my voice and which proved challenging at times but also was great. Almost passed out a few times because really? a lot of it is like yeah, we're supposed to be like walking on the ocean floor in a suit and we're breathing heavily and running and scared and so there were just times where I had to just and then you know when you do that so often you kind of get a little lightheaded so there were times where the entire cast at some point we all had to like take a break and sit down for a minute so wow I didn't know that oh yeah it was we had moments of just like hey let's just like chill for a second catch our breath um because it was intense yeah
1: you're a professional
0: though hey I appreciate it but yeah if you haven't listened to it it's definitely definitely a a spooky one to listen to for sure yeah it would would be good for this season,
1: which. By the way, this season, the leading into Halloween is my favorite time for us to be making episodes
0: same. I'm so excited. Like it just hits different it does and i'm I'm ready to because the summer has been absolutely awful with the heat, and I know that you've gone through like hurricane the Hillary hurricane, and everything earthquake. <laughs> yeah, there's just been some wacky weather that oh. I'm like dying for fall, which if you don't know or
1: maybe you haven't picked out, Jessica lives in Texas, and I live in California,
0: yeah. So, trying to figure out weather patterns and stuff is has been fun, but um yeah, and so I I don't know if you guys have seen this on TikTok, but there's those candles that you can I don't know how you put them on your ceiling or they like hang from your ceiling. They're basically like the candles from like Harry Potter. Oh yeah, one of my friends has them in their home. Oh, see, I want, I'm going to get them and I'm going to deck out my entire house. I mean, I, I do it every year, but I want to go even harder this year. And I just got the Scream game that you told me to play.
1: Oh, there's a Scream Funko game where the killer, you, you use a phone app and the killer calls you throughout it. Yeah, it's so I love fun. it. Wait, so are you going to like, Set mood lighting in your home with these candles and play the screen game. Scream game. Oh yes, <gasps> yes.
0: I want to like do a whole Halloween. night. I want to do multiple scary <sighs> games this year. That sounds. I well, if you've never
1: played Mysterium, that's another really great atmosphere. I haven't.
0: Game. I haven't. But everybody says that that's a good one. We have a couple of friends that have it, so I'm gonna force them uh, to to come over. Before that and game play came it.
1: out in America, I had been reading about it online and almost spent a hundred dollars to uh, buy it from Poland and what? uh try to get it the instructions translated to english cuz i was so enamored by the idea of that game. That's like how i i get weirdly obsessed about certain things that are very atmospherically spooky in the way that i like them to be. Totally. Or mysteries and yeah. Mhm. Um No,
0: i'm i'm down to play it. I've heard nothing but good things. So, yeah. I love that you were just like you get obsessed cuz I've told you this before, but I get obsessed with like weird things too. Like I told you recently, I'm obsessed with the. I was when I was younger the Stephen King's Storm of the Century movie, yes, or
1: series. And then we realized, despite knowing each other for years, that we had both <laughs> been like huge yes. Storm of the Century fans. Why were you drawn to this series? I think it's the same way that I just I like the a group of people are in a place together and they. They they're they're stuck there and there's some kind of uh-huh. murder or mystery that happens. And like I really yeah. love that that trope of the setting. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, for some reason we would always watch like big TV events. And that was yes. definitely a big TV Same. event. And mm-hmm. it's it stars um I forget his name, but he's like a notable Canadian actor.
0: Is it Tim Daly? No. Or Calm Fior. Yeah, Calm Fior. Yes.
1: And uh, He's a bad guy in it. Yep. I also thought, it, like as a kid, we watched Wings, and and we yes. had, we had watched uh, Tim Daly in Storm of the Century. Yep. And then we had watched Stephen Weber in The Shining.
0: Oh my God! Look so at it was, that. It was so full weird. circle. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I was so obsessed with it that I mean, I sent you a picture of it. I my dad. I convinced him, like, take me to Barnes & Noble. I'm getting the damn screenplay. And I read it, and I pretended like I was the villain in it, played by Calmfjord. And I read all the lines just in my room out loud, the way that he read them. And I pretended to be evil. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, <laughs> oh, it, well they they
1: finally, like, re-released it. On I think it was on Hulu and the weekend it came out here I said to James I'm like we gotta watch Storm of the Century and it was definitely one of those things where I had such a relationship with it that he was kind of like whatever about it like he left the room for extended periods <laughs> at a time to go do whatever and you know the kind of thing when you say to somebody oh do you want me to pause it and they're like it's okay
0: you Oh, know for sure yes. I think it's great though. We all, yeah, we were just talking about before our podcast. We we're recording this that we all have like our kind of our. I wouldn't. It's not a guilty pleasure per se. It's just like we all like what we like. Yeah, <laughs> some of it maybe not everybody else does. And oh well, yeah, you know.
1: And, I, and you know what I also think? I think we've we've lived through a pandemic. We're living through hurricanes. Um, we, our generation of millennials are facing unprecedented financial strain and all these things. Like, I think we should drop the the guilty from guilty pleasures and just say, we're allowed to have things we enjoy regardless of their caliber or what someone else might judge their caliber to be.
0: A hundred and ten percent. Yes. I do think, like,
1: the, a beauty aspect of this show is we get to work and do a job where we investigate things that we're interested in.
0: Yeah, I know. Which sometimes it's fun to just even be like when we plan for our next season, like yes. usually oh, so you'll fun. come. <laughs> yeah. You'll come and be like, what about these topics? I'm like, God, those are all th-. most of the time. I'm like, yes, I want to know all about those things. And then I'll do some research on my own and be like, what did I ever think about this? What was that one time when I was up at 2 a.m? Yeah. High or something. And I'm like, what was I thinking about? I want to look. Let's research that.
1: (laughs) It can be hard to to pick topics like it can be a kill your darling situation sometimes when we're planning these seasons out.
0: Yes, definitely. And then also trying to figure out when, for instance, you know, we have an episode coming up We have obviously a few, but like they're broad topics like lobotomies or cannibalism, but then diving in deeper to find like specific stories that are just, you know, horrific oh yeah um so because we all know what like a lobotomy is or what cannibalism is but then there's those stories those real life stories that have happened of course that you get to we just get to dive in and there's just honestly a lot to choose from yeah so it's kind of going through and picking which ones do we want to focus on
1: yeah and now that we're moving to a week-to-week deployment with our episodes publishing them every week I feel like we're gonna have to get less choosy yeah we can just keep the train rolling um one that we've been trying to figure out how to approach since the show started has been Aliens because it's such a yeah. broad um, topic where like, how do we hone in on this? And I came to you and I was like, well, what if we just do like dark forest theory? And that's, mm-hmm. that's an episode. And then we see maybe later how we can, can yeah. approach it because and I think that might be I,
0: I love that theory. So I'm like, sure. And because there's so many different ways, like I think it was even from the beginning of us starting this podcast, Aliens has always been on the docket and we just kept kind of pushing it off because it's like there's so many different angles you could come from. And then I think it was, I don't know if it was like the Pentagon releasing all of that stuff and just, you know, everything kind of getting released. Well, yes, there is life out there. I think it's something that we always kind of knew, but then having, you know, these documents and I don't know what you you want to call it, evidence that have has come out. It's like, all right, let's do this. Let's fucking rock and roll. My
1: logical brain, I'm like, but do we have evidence? We have this guy who's saying he knows stuff.
0: True. And then in that, that's where my brain goes to just like when you, you know, I watch a lot of space documentaries and I love space, but when you just think about it, when you think about the cosmos and, and what is out there, like, I feel like if we as humans think that we are the only ones, and I think an alien is is some sort of living creature being, whatever it is, that is not a human from another place mm-hmm. in, uh, space. So that, I mean, it doesn't need to be like this gray, green creature. Um, just another living thing organism. from the yeah. yeah, organism. Yeah. yeah. So I do absolutely think that there is something like that out there and maybe we have found it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean,
1: like when it, for me, I'm thinking, you know, could these unidentified flying objects be from other parts of the world? Who knows? I, are we alone in the universe? I hope not. But, like, God, I hope not either. But it, could it be that there's a species out there that's still in the primordial ooze on their planet? Like they're just, yeah. they're fish right now <laughs> and they're, they're going to get be. to where we are someday. But I don't know, like that's why I love this show because we can just basically be like, what are we interested in? <laughs> Let's look into it. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: But it is a balancing act too because we do do a thing when we plot out a new season, which is trying to look at like, okay, well, do we have an episode where we're talking about maybe a, a place? Do we have an episode where we're talking about something more contemporary, something from the past, something mm-hmm. about a person, um, an idea? Yep. Like, how do we make this seem like it's balanced and it's not just, every, oh, we've got three weeks in a row where we're talking about something related to demons,
0: you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And also making sure we keep that morbid angle on it because yes. sometimes I'll just be so curious about <laughs> anything and everything. I'm like, let's just talk about this. But it's like, well, that's great, Jessica, that you want to learn new things, but yeah. uh, this is a morbid <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, you know, like, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I definitely think you and I could just do a podcast too that's just a very inquisitive, curious, like let's take a th- topic and investigate it. But I think that that having the handcuff of, well, it's got to be morbid, makes it a challenge and kind of a fun one it
0: does it does i mean i also i can't so we watch a lot of documentaries me and my partner and uh when we do watch documentaries about like space and time or math or science or anything i ask a million and one questions and i like he's just like i i don't know they'll probably answer it soon What's but then the they don't big hand on the clock for <laughs> That is a crucial question that has never been answered for me. (laughs) But yeah, I love to ask questions or poke holes in things. Like I want to go to a scientist's room and they're trying to figure out things and I'm over there. Hey, I'm the hole poker that has been assigned to this case. Let me ask a billion (laughs) questions right now. (laughs) That's just, I wish I could do that for a living. You're a real Dennis the Menace type. (laughs) Yeah, I I
1: like like for me, some of our greatest achievements have been we did an episode about the morbid nature of time Yes, I loved it. I I think there are lots of amazing other podcasts out there that tackle creepy and morbid stuff. And I like that, you know, others tend to lean into the true crime aspect, which is, um, you know, it's great. But Mm -hmm. I like that where we kind of think like, how can we approach a topic from maybe a different perspective? I think has always been our goal.
0: It's not all, um, you know, like murders and everything, which is, hey, there's definitely a time and place for that. We've definitely covered some fun stuff here, too. But yeah. And I think that's just a testament to just who we are as people and the fact that we are curious and want to learn more about all different kinds of things. And then there's the sad part of there's a lot of things in past, present, and possibly future that uh, have some sort of like morbid angle to it, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're here to discover it yeah. or talk about it again.
1: <laughs> like something like the Swedish art of death cleaning. I mm-hmm. want to know how I can get my life in order so that when I go, you can just tell them, hit the switch, blow her up. <laughs> <You> <laughs> That's <know? right. laughs> she's God, She's good. Case, All her yeah. stuff's in order.
0: Yeah. I mean, how many times? I mean, it makes sense that you would be interested in that after you telling me that you've been to a million funerals, you know, at a very young age. I don't know if maybe you've overheard your parents say, oh, they didn't have all their shit together, so they just left the f- the family or the kids with a bunch of crap to deal with. My mom recently had a friend that passed away and did not have anything put together, and it did cause a lot of stress. Oh, to yeah. the family members. I mean,
1: I definitely known people who have died too young and suddenly, mm-hmm. drawn out illnesses. Like it's, I, I it's interesting because like my husband has never been to a funeral. And he's 40 years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I can, I've probably been to, I don't know, 20.
0: Wow. Okay. That's so interesting. It's that unusual. Is fascinating. <laughs> it is so fascinating to me because I'm, there's part of me in a sick way that I want to be there with him when he goes to his first one. <laughs> I just want to watch him, just study him. <laughs> maybe, maybe one
1: of the most morbid and maybe morbidly personal questions that's been asked on this podcast, but. Would you ra- and you, and if you're not comfortable answering, that's totally fine, too, Jess. But and maybe you don't know, but would you rather die suddenly or have a drawn out like, you know, that you're going to go and you can take time to.
0: Um I think, well, my first gut instinct without even thinking more about this question was to go slowly as in just the way of like, hey, you got sick. Um, I would prefer it when I was old and all that. But, yeah, just so people could. Prepare because I did watch pay tribute and just (laughs) mentally prepare for real because I have a not a friend, but my partner's friend um, died slowly and to watch the family just kind of like process. So finally, when the time did come that they passed, it was like a okay, we knew it was coming, we've prepared, and we are so glad that they are no longer hurting anymore. And it just seemed like a nicer way to go than just, oh, they got in a car accident and they're not here anymore. Sorry, you went to school today and like had the best day of your life. And now every, your world has literally been flipped upside down in a second. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about I you? See that. I see that perspective. Watching somebody go through a really prolonged illness or something is, is really hard. And I don't think I would want that for myself. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I guess sudden. I guess sudden for me. Drop a okay. piano on me.
0: <laughs> OK, wow. Good to know. Good Maybe. to know. OK, if you another morbid question, if you were murdered by me, mm-hmm. um I'm listening. How how would you want? To, how would you want to be murdered?
1: No guns. Oh, yeah. No guns. It's so not fun. No. And I th- quite. Frankly, I think it's boring and unimaginative of you, Jessica. Yeah,
0: it's too cheap. It's just like, that's, no.
1: Yeah. Unless Correct. it's one of those really t- funny, tiny little guns that you keep on your ankle. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: maybe. No, though. So no guns.
1: I would want it to be done in a way where it's clear that you were obsessed with me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Jesus. So f- the detectives, like, come into my home. They see a
1: shrine of you well, in the back of my closet. And, the, and they and they walk up behind... This this woman in your home and they from the from the back, they think it's me. But no, you're just wearing my hair.
0: (laughs) So I scalped you. Yes.
1: Yes. Post death. To be very clear that this came from a place of love. Okay,
0: Wow. Wow. So thank you for asking. Yes, absolutely. What what about friends are for (laughs) gun? No, no. Um. That, I don't know. I think I'd want you to read me. Wait, you want
1: me to bore you to
0: death? (laughs) No, I think I want you to, like, read me a story as you, like, slowly. Poison you. Yeah, something like that. Something just very nurturing. Um, Maybe, like, you're holding me, though. I don't know. Wait, this doesn't sound like I'm killing you. But the killing is happening, whether it be poison or maybe, like, you're cutting me open and I'm bleeding out. Um, Something like that.
1: But I'm reading you a story where I'm doing all the voices. Oi, governor, he went to the market and the, <laughs> the
0: potatoes were rare. Exactly.
1: I'm sorry, little oh, boy, we don't have any potatoes today. Oi, I came here for the potatoes.
0: At least I'm feeling woozy. <laughs> feeling,
1: feeling a little, little woozy, woozy here. here. <laughs> Man, Scream, what a great movie. Such a good movie, yeah.
0: God, that was dark, sorry. No, so, no, no, I was...
1: <laughs> coming up in the season on the show, we got inventors killed by their own inventions.
0: We got Cannibalism. Yeah. Oh,
1: God. Which we haven't recorded yet.
0: We haven't recorded yet, but there's some nasty stories. Yeah. Um, The Boston Molasses Flood. Very sticky.
1: You'll see when you listen to it, but it somehow brought us to being obsessed with The Blob, 1988 movie.
0: Sorry in advance. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, Magdalene Asylums.
0: Very sad one. That was a sad one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is maybe one of the more depressing episodes of the season. It is. Lobotomy, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's very depressing and sad to those that have had the lobotomies, and it did not work, but it's, it also is a very fascinating episode, too, and you'll mm-hmm. see
1: why. Yeah. And I think the Magdalene Asylums thing, the thing that's hard about that, is that that that's stuff was shut down in the 90s.
0: Yes, and because it was also women, mainly mm-hmm. women, you know, it, it hits a little close to home as we are both women but also like we still live in a time where um gender uh equality is we're, we're not equal yeah. to this day so and of
1: course like we are two women making this podcast so i think naturally our perspective is skewed toward mm-hmm. talking about women on it. But also, I mean, you th- you do look at a lot of real life things and you can see where the power dynamic and the subjugation happens. Like just alone in this season, you know, Magdalene Asylums, lobotomies were were more skewed toward being performed on women. Mm-hmm. The Salem Witch Trials, which we cover too. We also do something a little bit different. We're talking to a friend of mine who is a former EMT Yeah. And he has all kinds of wilds. He's very, very articulate and and very smart and has all kinds of like crazy stories from.
0: Which was good for us because we just got to ask some questions. (laughs) And I was, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you want me to ask you questions? I got a ton for you. Yes.
1: And like, oh, man, just one thing he would tell us would spurn another question. And it's just kids in a candy store with that one.
0: For sure. It's a two parter. There's there's so much to be talked about. It's a two parter. So it's. Yeah. Good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's a fun one. And then no break. Yeah. We're going straight into more episodes after this season.
0: You guys better buckle up. you <laughs> ready to ride this roller coaster.
1: Uh, you best put seatbelts over your ears.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited. I mean, it's yeah. spooky season and everything. Like This is the perfect time to do this. Oh,
1: my gosh. So excited. I got an, a new little doormat that's shaped like a bat. <laughs> Eleven dollars on sale at Michaels. Couldn't can, waiting till September first, so I can put it down. we're, we're recording yeah. this on August twenty first. <laughs> it's a matter of days.
0: I know. I, I'm already bought the candles for my house. Um, so I'm just. I mean, it started once. Once summer ends, it's just we're going right into Halloween. September
1: first, I think.
0: Yep, or sooner. <laughs> I, no, it's September first. My, my dad calls them the burrs. He's like, I can't wait for the burrs. Oh, like cold like burr. Like that? No no, like September. Oh, burr. November. It's just the best, cool. you know, months of the year. Wow, that
1: is a good way of putting it. I know. For me, I just, I don't want to, I want to start soon, but I don't want to start too soon because I don't want to make it feel less special. I hear you. So I give myself- I'm just desperate. Yeah. I give myself the September 1st cutoff. And like, for example, you know, I watched a horror movie last night, Orphan First Kill, but I don't consider that to be a very Halloween season horror movie.
0: Yeah. No. So. Yeah. We, I know we talked about, I think I, did I ask you this just recently? Did we do it on, while we were talking- Uh, On a podcast of like, what are your Halloween movies that you consider like when you're okay? I'm in the Halloween season. We are doing this because this movie was put on. Oh, did we talk about did we talk about that in a podcast? I don't know if we did in a podcast or we're just slacking about it. Maybe we just slacked about it. Oh, no. What are yours?
1: Because like Hocus Pocus, I think, is a classic.
0: Yeah. So for the fun ones, it was Hocus Pocus, obviously. And then um, Disney Channel's Halloween Town because the world is just so much fun. Like if I could go to live in that world where everybody is a, you're in Halloween town and there's people as skeletons or goblins or all around you and that's the world, like that's so fun. Um, So those are like the more happy go lucky kind of Halloween films. But then as far as like the scary ones, it really is the classics. And I know that sounds really cliche, but I think it's because I grew up with them on every Halloween. So to feel that Kind of like feeling of when you were a kid again at Halloween. It is like the Halloween yes. and Freddy Krueger and and oh, Scream is a modern one, but I love Scream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, those classics. I lo- I'm picking up everything you're putting
1: down. Mm-hmm. I love it all. I I do try to change it up. Like I think was it Marvel's Werewolf. Uh, the werewolf thing that they released maybe last year. It's like a 50 minute special. I think I'm going to rewatch that this year because I, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. It feels like a very classic monster story.
0: Nice. I haven't seen that, but if it does, then I'm i am definitely open to it.
1: Oh, it's, it's very cool. I will send you a trailer for it. Very, yeah. very cool. Um, well, Jessica, as always, I am equal parts joyful and depressed to be embarking <laughs> on this journey with you.
0: Yeah, same right there with you. I'm ready to go. Let's do it.
1: And thank you so much to everybody who has been listening to us, supporting us, subscribes to the podcast, leaves a review. Thank you. Thank you. Continue to do that because we need
0: it. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything that goes a long way for us. So really, really appreciate it. And we're on social media too. Uh, we're on TikTok, Instagram, and we have our personal socials as well. But uh, yeah, at 30 More Minutes, both on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm at Jessica Vasami and Elise is at Elise Wilms.
1: And we will be coming out with new apps next week. Bye-bye, Jessica. Bye-bye, Elise.